Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the Edinburgh, Texas UFO incident. That's correct, the Edinburgh, Texas UFO incident. Now, this happened back in 1966, clearly in there in southern Texas in the Rio Grande Valley area. Some people might even call this a UFO attack based on some of the crazy stuff that happened. The first article I found here is from krgv.com, krgv.com. It's got a uh, short little video. It's from April 11, 2017, and it has an article here. It says, uh, Dateline north of Edinburgh, the annual UFO festival has closed in Edinburgh. Some said the Rio Grande Valley had its own unexplainable incident back in 1966. It's a perfect night, and the location is just north of Edinburgh. In 1966, there was a strange incident that happened right here, Noah Torres said. Believers and non-believers gathered at the site to see it for themselves and listen to the stories. Eight construction workers from the Dallas area suddenly saw this beam of light or fire come down out of the sky, and it totally destroyed their construction site. It burned to a crisp their pickup trucks, their construction machinery, Torres said. Torres, a McAllen native, is considered a UFO expert and has written several books on the subject. For Joe Ponce, it was his father who brought him to the location in 1966. He was a deputy sheriff. He was the one who came out here to investigate. It was the following day that I came out here with my dad and I saw what happened, what had taken place, Ponce said. He was 18 and the burned area was big, he said, and it was all in this location. I'm skeptical, but what I saw, I saw, Ponce said. The site is Highway 490. The old Moore Air Base is about 8 to 10 miles down the road. And years later, we're still finding little pieces of metal that we think were related to what happened that night, Torres said. We can still find some of the debris from the mobile home that was incinerated by the UFO that, according to the story, that the men saw, Edinburgh Library Dick Director Letta Leisure said. The Edinburgh... The Edinburgh Library sponsored the Out of This World event, and it drew a big crowd. Most definitely, it's one of the biggest festivals, and it attracts people from all over, Soledad Munez, what the library said. One of the attendees said they've seen hovering lights and other things. I believe we're not alone. I think it's kind of ignorant to think that we're the only ones in this universe, two girls said. The event happened more than 50 years ago, but there are still some obscurities. And then we also have rocks like this one that show, that show signs of being totally blackened. And you can see that in the video there. This, so this is an unexplained incident that happened here in Edinburgh back in 1966, Torres said. But it does beg the question, do you believe? Well, we're going to get into this a little bit here. Like I said, I'll have this link over at the Ko-Fi website. Now we'll go ahead and move on to this next article. So this next article is from the cityofedinburgh.com, cityofedinburgh.com. It looks like the library here has done a pretty decent job of trying to record this incident as best they can. And they've got some real good details, um, the location and such. Uh, the article says, The Edinburgh UFO Incident, Edinburgh 1966 UFO Incident, Number of Witnesses 8, Location, Farm to Market Road 490, Approximately 4 Miles West of U.S., Highway 281, Just North of Edinburgh, Texas, Date, October or November 1966, Time, Approximately Midnight. In October or November of 1966, J.R. Milo Ponce, a deputy sheriff with the Hidalgo County Sheriff's Department, received a phone call at around midnight from the Sheriff's Department dispatcher George Raff. 
the dispatcher stated that someone had called in to report a group of disturbed men standing alongside Farm to Market Highway 490 north of Edinburgh, Texas near Laguna Seca Road. The eight men who were digging a gravel pit in the area for a company out of North Texas were greatly agitated. They were yelling and screaming for help alongside the road. A motorist must have seen them and then driven them to a nearby truck stop from where they call the sheriff's department. So you can just imagine that site back in 1966. Uh, probably pretty dark out there on that road. Someone's driving along and they see a half a dozen of these guys, or eight of them I guess, uh, standing there and screaming and yelling. They're agitated, scared half out of their mind. I suppose in this day and age they'd be lucky to get anybody to stop, but they drive them down to this truck stop. Of course truck stops back then weren't what they are today and they're able to call uh, the sheriff's department. No cell phones back then. According to Joe, when my father received a phone call from the sheriff's department, I heard him asking George Rapp, the dispatcher, if it was serious or if it was a prank call. Rapp told him that the men were seen along Highway 490 and they appeared to be very frightened about something they had seen. And they also said they needed help putting out a fire. My father got dressed, got in his vehicle, and responded to the call. The site in question is a ranch located approximately four miles west of Highway 281, owned at the time by Samuel Gonzalez, now deceased, and now owned by Mary Moya. The charred and burned area was about one quarter mile into the ranch next to some very large gravel pits. So they get there and they just find this area that's been incinerated. The pits were being dug out by a crew of eight men from North Texas. The men who were all Anglo and whose identities are not known wore roughneck types. All of them told the same story of that eerie night. One of the men had been so frightened that he urinated in his pants. The men were later taken to the sheriff's office where they were interviewed and then allowed to spend the night. They told sheriff's deputies that they would never return to the site of the incident and they reportedly left town the next day, happy to escape with their lives. Milo Ponce's son, Joe Ponce, says, Quote, although I did not witness this incident, I heard several different people give the same details about it at separate times. There was a police report filed, but I don't know if it would still be around. I will tell the story as I have heard it from my father. Then it goes on and says, The workers told deputies of having seen bright lights in the sky and of hearing a loud humming or throbbing sound. They also experienced sudden strong winds on an otherwise calm night and they saw flames shoot down out of the sky, presumably from one of the UFOs that had been previously seen hovering in the area. The beam of fire set ablaze all the surrounding area, including their vehicles and their mobile home. The local resident known as Manito, who lived near the, the Kalash pit, reported seeing a cigar-shaped object that hovered over the field that night. Manito had seen this and other bright lights hovering over the surrounding fields prior to the night of this incident. So we have this UFO situation happen, but you also have a witness there telling you that, hey, UFOs are here all the time. I've seen this large cigar-shaped UFO, and here it was this night. The gravel pit workers themselves stated that they had seen strange lights hovering around the area on other occasions prior to the night of the fire. Spanish-speaking people who lived near the area called these eerie night lights La Luz del Lano, which in English means in the 
the lights in the fields. According to Joe Ponce, this area has been known for years as the site of strange phenomena. Firefighters eventually arrived at the scene of the fire, but by the time they got there, the flames had mostly died out. Ponce's dad said that on the following morning, he and another deputy returned to the scene and found everything, including the crew's sleeping quarters, destroyed by fire. So this thing really did a job on the whole site. Among what was damaged or destroyed by the fire was a 12 by 60 foot mobile home that the crew was using as sleeping quarters, a couple of pickup trucks, a bobtail truck, and an excavating machine. It was all charred, Joe Ponce remembers. All that stuff had been burned. So you wonder if these things, were, if this UFO was just upset about these guys digging these uh, gravel pits or what, but because it just did a complete number on this whole site. Ponce says, years later, after I returned from the Army in 1972, I visited the area with my father. He pointed out the location, and you could still see an oddly shaped area where nothing would grow. The sides of the pit appeared to have been burned all the way to the top, 25 to 30 feet high. Imagine, that is quite a fire, that that's gravel pit, 25, 30 feet deep, and this thing just incinerated it. Joe Ponce says that Sheriff E.E. E. Vickers told his dad that he had been approached by two men dressed in military uniforms asking him to see the report about the incident. Vickers, a resident of Donald, Texas, was the county sheriff from 1955 to 1969. Apparently, Vickers thought the men might have come from Moore Air Base, which is located about six miles southwest of the site where the incident happened. But the base had been closed by the Air Force in 1961 and was no longer a military institution at the time of the incident. No more was ever said of the incident, and my father never spoke about it anymore, Pont said. Well, you kind of got to wonder if this guy didn't get a visit from the MIB. His father had later become captain of the Highway Patrol and then ran for office and was elected county commissioner for three terms. He is still remembered for his many years of service, and the county honored him by naming a park after his retirement and death. The park called J.R. Milo Ponce Memorial Park is located eight miles east on Highway 2812 in the Hargill area. Now that is fascinating stuff. So you have these guys out here, you know, in this sounds like somewhat remote area in Texas. They see this giant UFO, sounds like it was cigar shaped. These beams of lights come down, and just incinerate the, the campsite, the, 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 uh, the trailer house they're living in, their trucks, the excavating equipment, and leave burn marks 25 feet up the walls of the gravel pit. Man, and the whole thing happens within a few miles of a former military base. Crazy stuff. Now, I want to take a look at this next article. Uh, talks about this a little bit more. This is from AboveTopSecret.com. I like this site. It's, it says, uh, UFO shoots beam of fire at men and their equipment in Edinburgh, Texas in 1966. Now, this is dated April 30th, 2020. Uh, Shaman, from, Shaman from New York, I guess, is the guy's or the person's uh, handle on this article. It says, I just located an interesting story that perhaps not many of you have heard about. It's about a UFO sighting that occurred in 1966, just north of Edinburgh, Texas. There's a lot of documentation on this incident, yet I couldn't locate a past thread on ATS. That's above top secret. We'll have the link over there at the uh, Ko-Fi site. Edinburgh, Texas is located in South Central Hildago County, which is part of the Rio Grande Valley. Edinburgh is also located eight miles from Moore Air Base, which in 1963 had been transferred from the U.S. Air Force to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which used the base to eradicate 
the screw worm fly. Now maybe, or would that perhaps be a cover for something else, I wonder. It goes on here, it says, Moore Air Base is an inactive United States Air Force base initially located 14 miles northwest of Mission, Texas. It was deactivated on the 1st of February, 1961. The installation was sold to private concerns and partially transferred to the Department of Agriculture on July on the 15th of July, 1963. So while this whole thing was going on with this UFO, uh, sending down sending down beams of light or laser beams or whatever, lighting up the whole neighborhood down there, burning stuff up, it was just within a few miles, I think within about six miles of this former air base, which was now an ag base, or so we're told, and has a, they've got a really uh, good uh, Google Earth map here. It shows you the location of the UFO base, and then to the, uh, I suppose, I'm assuming here, this is the southwest. This is location of more air base, and then it shows you uh, the city of Edinburgh, Texas, so you can get a really good idea of where this thing was located at in relation to everything else. It says, on the day of the incident, eight construction workers were working at a gravel pit around midnight when they witnessed several bright UFOs in the night sky. One of the men later told sheriff's deputies that he was so frightened that he urinated his pants. According to the workers, one of the UFOs, which was a cigar-shaped object, shot a beam of fire at them. Eight construction workers from the Dallas area suddenly saw this beam of light or fire come down out of the sky and it totally destroyed their construction site. It burned it to a crisp, their pickup trucks, their construction machinery, Torres said. Firefighters eventually arrived at the scene, but by the time they got there, the flames had mostly died out. Among what was damaged or destroyed by the fire was a 12 foot by 60 foot mobile home that the crew were using as sleeping quarters, a couple of pickup trucks, a bobtail truck, and, and, and an excavating machine. Now that is wild. I mean, this thing really did do a number on these guys. I mean, just, just, just incinerating stuff, it sounds like. Then it kind of goes down here, because this is some of the same information we had before. It says uh, that there were eight witnesses that this is, was on a farm-to-market road, so I'm, I guess a secondary road, approximately four miles west of Highway 281, just north of Edinburgh, Texas. You can see that on the map. It happened around midnight, and they still don't have the date on it. October or November, it says... And then it talks about how they received this phone call. It says the eight men who were digging gravel pit in the area for a company out of North Texas were greatly agitated. They were yelling and screaming for help alongside the road. And then they were picked up by someone taken to this truck stop where they were able to call the police. It, it just almost seems to me like uh, the police did a cursory investigation. We're told that they, they went out there and they took a look at things. Then somebody gets a... Then the sheriff actually gets a visit from a couple of officers who must not identify themselves. He thinks that they're from this Moore Air Force Base or whatever it was, but it's, it's been closed down. So he, what he has here essentially is a couple of MIBs show up and they want to see the police report. And then mysteriously, uh, the deputy who investigated the whole thing, he quits talking about it. You, you just have to wonder what happened. It says here, a local resident known as Manito who lived near the Kalish Pit reported seeing a cigar-shaped object that hovered over the field that night. Manito had seen this and other bright lights hovering over the surrounding fields prior to the night of this incident. 
The gravel pit workers themselves stated they had seen strange lights hovering around the area on other occasions prior to the night of the fire. It's almost like this saying was showing up. Uh, maybe this was its way of uh, presenting some kind of a warning, telling these guys to leave. And they just, it, they, whatever they, whatever this UFO, this UFO phenomena was, it just doesn't seem like it was communicating uh, itself thoroughly enough to these people because they stuck around. And the next thing you know, we have this uh, attack. This very seldom you see actual UFOs attack like this where they do so much damage, where it burned up the house that these guys had been living in, this little trailer house, it burned up their pickup trucks, it burned up it burned up the construction equipment, this bobcat and an excavator. And like I said, the fire was so thorough that they say that there were burn marks 25 foot up into the uh, gravel pit. Now, somebody might say these guys were uh, they got on drugs or maybe they got drunk or whatever and they just burnt down the camp. But how would that account for the actual um, excavating site itself having burn marks 25 to 30 feet up the sides of these walls, these rock walls? Something really weird happened here. And what I, what I find cool about this whole report is that these are the kind of sightings that don't really get a lot of attention. The, ki the kind of sightings where obviously this UFO didn't show up uh, to sing Kumbaya with these guys. Uh, it seems like this thing was agitated over something, whether it was because these guys were, were doing this excavating work here, whether it was had some kind of connection to this uh, abandoned, converted uh, military base, which supposedly was now being used by the Ag Department to uh, eradicate screwworm. I mean, anytime uh, I hear about the government having a program to eradicate something, uh, it makes me wonder how well it's going because sometimes the wrong things get eradicated. Maybe there was some kind of uh, technology being used there, some kind of environmental damage being done that this thing uh, was concerned with. Who knows, maybe this UFO uh, came here uh, not to attack these uh, gra gravel pit miners, but maybe their actual uh, target had been this base. That would make more sense to me. But for, or maybe these guys uh, having their stuff blown up, maybe that was just a warning so maybe, maybe there wasn't some kind of communication going on between this UFO phenomena that, that did uh, this thorough damage. You notice nobody got killed. That's the thing that, that really uh, interests me. It's at midnight. Uh, they could very well have been in bed, sleeping inside that trailer house, and been burned up inside that trailer house. But whatever this thing was, it's almost as if it waited until they were all outside. It made itself uh, seen by them. It starts firing down this beam of light or fire or whatever. So it's as if it's giving them ample warning, get out of the way. And then it just totally destroys this camp. It's like it's making a statement without actually taking the life of anybody. So that's the connection that I'm curious about. What was the connection between this uh, UFO that showed up down there in, in South Texas and this abandoned military base, which was now reportedly doing work to eradicate this screw worm? So many times I think when we see these stories, when they're in or near military bases, we're just getting the tip of the iceberg. To me, this is the kind of story that it has a lot more to it. The fact that you had this, this uh, work site for a gravel pit seems pretty innocuous to me, but it happens to be located near a, a former military base, which happens to have been converted into this agriculture department uh, uh, installation where they're trying to eradicate screwworm I think they called it so you got all that going on you have this you you have this uh, little work camp burned up thoroughly trailer house is gone
pickup trucks are gone, the bobcat's gone, excavation equipment's gone. It's making a statement. But nobody gets killed. Out of all that destruction, at midnight, it would have been so easy for those guys to be inside that trailer house. But whatever whatever did this, this, U, this UFO, this phenomenon, it waited until these guys were outside. It's like it warned them, it wanted them to be okay, but it wanted the area that they were at to be destroyed as some sort of a, I think, a warning sign. Because what happens after that? Well, they come out, they do a cursory investigation the next day, the, the, the county sheriff does. And then later on, the county sheriff is, uh, he is approached by a couple of military type, but he doesn't know where they're from, doesn't know what their names are, doesn't know what their ranks are. Now, maybe they weren't wearing black, maybe they were wearing green uniforms, but they were essentially men in black. And what happens after that? Well, people could, people apparently quit talking about it, or at least this deputy who investigated it quits talking about it. So you have to assume, well, these guys wanted to keep their mouths shut. Something so strange. We hardly ever hear about these UFOs actually doing property damage or attacking something. At least not. this was an intentional act. That's clear. So there's definitely a story here that we don't know about, but at least they have it on record of what happened back in 1966 down there in Texas. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.